You know, one of my clients said at one point that interview podcasts are like the gateway drug into podcasting. That was Nick Loper. And what Nick meant was that, relatively speaking, interviewing is fairly easy. You're letting your guest bring the goods. You're just having to learn how to ask decent questions. So you don't have to come up with outlines for episodes and all this research. Of course, as an interviewer, you should do that kind of stuff just to get better and better at your craft. But the point being, interviews are pretty common. And many people do interview podcasts as a result. But the technology for doing a good interview, especially remotely, has been under development for many years. My team and I have tried to put together a review of the various distance recording platforms year after year. And we've not hit it every year just because things change so fast and getting it scheduled is a little difficult. But this year, we've put together this comparison of the various interviewing platforms. You're going to hear them compared side by side on this episode. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, Please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our podcast optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, on this remote recording episode, I wanted to set the stage by telling you some of the ground rules that Aaron, my handyman, right-hand man, audio wizard guy, and I were playing by as we did these recordings. First off, let's talk about the equipment. I am using a Samson Q9U microphone, and that is a USB microphone directly into the computer. I am doing no compression on it on any of the tracks that you're going to hear that were recorded into the platform. I am doing no effects, no noise reduction, no nothing on any of my tracks that you're going to hear. Now, Aaron, on the other hand, was using a Rode Podcaster USB mic directly into his computer. And again, no compression, no effects, no noise reduction, no nothing on any of Aaron's tracks within those recording platforms. So both of us are using decent USB mics, and both of us are in fairly quiet rooms. I'll let you know right up front, Aaron's room was a little bit noisier than mine was because it was just a normal type of room. My room was my recording studio. So you're going to hear a little bit of difference in the room tone and the noise there. As we get into these recording platforms, we're just going to go through them alphabetically based on the name of the platform, so as to not shade any prejudice in any direction on any of the platforms. When we get to each platform, I'm going to introduce the platform, tell you some specifics about it from our perspective, and then we're going to go into the demo. 
Hope you enjoy this. This is the 2022 Remote Recording Platform Showdown. All right, the first platform we're going to be dealing with is called Boomcaster. You can find it at boomcaster.com. It is priced at right around 20 bucks per month as of the time of this recording, which is April of 2022. It allows you five hours of HD recording and live streaming for that amount. So it does HD audio and it does HD video as well. For the purposes of this demonstration on all platforms, we are only going to be considering the audio. Boomcaster provided us with two wave format sound files, one for each participant. So if you had multiple participants, you would have more than two files. And they came to us at a 1,536 kilobytes per second bit rate. All right, here we go with our demo of Boomcaster. Okay, we are now in Boomcaster. What do you think, Aaron? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, unlike the name suggests, there wasn't any super spectacular stuff. I did like the the launch screen as a guest when it lets you in. It uh, it kind of explains the process of how it's going to record, and it gives you three tips um, for a better recording. You know, make sure your headphones are plugged in, and please wear headphones. Um, and then if you're on a laptop, make sure it's plugged in. There was another one, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same screen and I appreciated that as well. There are also obvious clues here that uh, Boomcaster is used for streaming on YouTube and Twitch and places like that. On my side, there were options for me to set those up when I first created the account. So you should keep that in mind. I'm also noticing over here on the side, there are various options for layouts. We are currently in a side-to-side -side sort of a layout. I just changed it so that Aaron is now larger on the video. And now I've just changed it again where I guess it's the dominant speaker or the current speaker view. Mm. Aaron, do you see me right now as I'm talking? I do see you and your screen is outlined in yellow and it's flashing quite annoyingly. Quite annoyingly, yeah. Yeah. And when you speak, does yours yours become the dominant view? When I speak, does it become the dominant view? No, it does not become the okay. dominant view. All right, in that setting, it doesn't. Okay, and then there's another one that's like two widescreen versions that we can do. Now, there's also some interesting things here. I noticed there is a banner. Did you see a banner appear at the bottom? Mm, yes, this is a banner. And I called it that, you know, but it's interesting. You can change the font color. You can change the colors. You can choose a totally different color, you know all kinds of things there you can do. There's also a banner style you can change. There's also a primary logo. Do you see the logo appear at the top? The Boom logo? Yeah, Boomcaster. I just turned that I, on. I do see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there it goes. Yeah. You I can see. do a secondary at the bottom. Mm. You can also do a background and change the color, which is interesting. They're really going for the streamers. Yeah, they definitely are. And you also can add an intro and outro video here that you can play apparently and turn the volume up and down. There's also a media vault where you can add audio or video to play anytime during the session. So there were a few things about getting into Boomcaster that were a little quirky to me. I didn't quite understand what they were asking for. Uh, when Aaron came in as the guest, I didn't recognize what was going on because just a little bubble pops up with a one on it. And I didn't notice it when it popped up. And so I kind of assumed that was meaning there's one person in the session, me, 
and I didn't pay any attention to it. And so if it had a two on it, I probably would have recognized, oh, where's Aaron? And I would have gone looking for him. So anyway, there's a user experience thing there that was a little quirky for me. But overall, the video looks good. The sound sounds pretty good. I'm fairly impressed, I guess. I would agree. I think it's all, uh, it all works. It all passes. Yeah. Has all your typical controls down at the bottom, you know, chat, video, audio, record, stop, raise your hand can add more guests it looks like so anyway i am going to stop the recording and we are going to move on okay we're moving on to a platform called cast c-a-s-t you can find it at try dot <laughs> i'm going to spell that for you it's h-t-t-p-s colon slash slash T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T. Cast has a free one-month trial. You can give it a shot. Has a $10 a month package for 10 hours of recording time per month. Unlimited editing and mixing, so you can do editing and mixing inside the platform. They also provide podcast hosting unlimited at that point, and you get one RSS feed if you use that as well. There's also a pro account at $30 a month. Various different options on that. Now, Cast provided us a mixed audio file. So Aaron and I both were on the same track in the file we downloaded. It's an MP3 format at 128 kilobytes per second. Now, I don't know on some of the higher plans if you would get split tracks for that or not. We did not go that far into it. But let's move ahead with our demonstration of Cast. Okay, we are in CAST, which is at tryca.st, kind of an odd URL. And this one appears to be audio only. Aaron, what was your experience like coming in as a guest? It was real simple. Everything was on one page. Asked for my mic and helped me set up my headphones. I put my name in all on that one little pop-up, and then it, it put me right into the room. And the room is real nice and clean. There's a nice button thing showing that it's recording shows my icon, Carrie's icon, and it shows who's talking. It's really very clean. I like it. Yeah, yeah, very simple. Looks like you can uh, do some chat as well at a show note, which I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe it's like taking notes on the recording itself. Notice also that Cast has what they call an editor and a publisher. There's two different tabs. The editor, I'm assuming, is just audio editing sort of a software. And then the publisher, I don't know. Maybe they are a media host as well. That's what that sounds like to me. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, overall, yeah, Cast seems pretty simple. Uh, we are on a free trial plan, so if you want to try it out, you can go to tryca.st and sign up. All right, next up is Clean Feed, which you can find at cleanfeed.net. Clean Feed is a pretty simple platform. In my opinion, the user experience is a little bit quirky. You'll hear us mention that on our demo of CleanFeed. CleanFeed provides you a combined stereo track, which you can then split into two mono tracks and therefore have both tracks in individual tracks. So each voice in individual tracks. You have to be very careful about how you set all that up, though. CleanFeed gives you a wave sound file, and it is a 1536 kilobytes per second file. All right. Here we go, into clean feed. 
Okay, so here we are in CleanFeed. This is another of the audio-only platforms. And it's a pretty basic platform when you come into it. Uh, it's a, still, like I thought, a little bit quirky. It did not pick up my mic automatically, did not pick up Aaron's mic automatically. So, Aaron, what was it like for you coming into CleanFeed? It was simple to get in, but it didn't prompt anything to set anything up. So I had to find the places to do that manually once we got in. Yeah, same thing on my end. We actually noticed that each other's microphone sounded terrible, and that's what made us do the, the hunting for the other settings. This one as well, once you hit the record button, you have to then name the session. So you, you name it once you hit record. And it also gives you an option to choose what type of files you want to record. And that's where I was able to choose joint stereo, which means Aaron's going to be in one track and I'm going to be in another track. So it's good that it has that feature. It's just kind of odd that it's at that point that you do that. Anything else, Aaron, you think about clean feet? I mean, I think it does its job. The audio, from what I can tell, seems to be pretty good, but it's a little less intuitive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know the technology behind clean feet does record us separately and then sync it so it's not going to have warbles you might hear on a Skype call or something like that. So it's definitely better than that. The next platform we are going to demo for you is called ClearCast. You can find it at clearcast.io. They have three different plans. They have a $0 a month evaluation plan. It's going to give you MP3s at 44.1 kilohertz, 320 kilobytes per second, and you get 20 minutes of record time. There's a $25 plan that gets you up to 10 hours of record time, and then a standard plan, which is 40 bucks a month, that is 40 hours worth of record time. When we used the free plan just to evaluate, it did give us split tracks, so one for Aaron, one for me, in MP3 format, and 320 kilobytes per second. All right, let's move on to the demo of ClearCast. Okay, here we are on clearcast.io. Aaron, how was your experience coming in as a guest? It was pretty standard, had the same prompts that you would expect. Um, the only difference was when we entered the the room, it wasn't quite clear what was going on. And uh, I didn't see any of it because I was the guest. I'm just sitting here waiting with no idea what's going on. So, Carrie, I mean, you can explain that better. Yeah, on my end, I saw that the guest had entered the room. I saw that your mic was set up, it said, but I could not hear you and you could not hear me. And so there was a button up at the top that said play. So I hit play, or maybe it said start. I think it actually said start. I clicked start, and it said on air, and then suddenly I can hear Aaron. It's like the start button brought us into the green room, so to speak, where we weren't recording yet, because then we had a record button and a mute button and all that available. So it was kind of odd. Now, there was a chat function there that I didn't notice, and so Aaron chatted toward me, and, and we got it figured out, but this wasn't super intuitive. Yeah, it looks a lot different than a lot of the other ones that you see. Yeah. And um, it's just odd. That's all I can say. Yeah. It, it's odd. Yeah, to me, it feels kind of web 1.0-ish, you know, as far as the the way that the platform is laid out. It's, it's not all smooth and clean like a lot of the newer mm -hmm. ones. And it also, I mean, I would have to say, with those exceptions of confusion, it's a little more obvious than even clean feed was. But 
the difference is clean feed worked. <laughs> this didn't right. work at first because we didn't know what we were doing. So it seems like they could have some more instruction and prompts and things like that. So uh, here we are wrapping it up. Our next platform is Iris, which you can find at iris, I-R-I-S dot F-M. Iris has three different plans, and it is an audio and video platform. There's a $9 a month plan, which gives you two hours of recording and high-quality separate files. There's a $19 plan, which gives you five hours of recording and high-quality separate files, and a $29 a month plan for 10 hours of recording and lots of other stuff in both those latter plans. Iris provided us upon download with video files, obviously, but also in the audio category, the Iris files were WAV files, and they were at 768 kilobytes per second. All right, time for us to get into Iris. Okay, we are in iris.fm doing a recording session here. And I was posing as the host. Aaron is posing as the guest. So my uh, setup, log into Iris, uh, was pretty easy. You get in, there's a, a place to put your name, there's a place to choose your microphone and your speakers, just like there should be, and then you hit enter the room. And once you're in the room, there's an option down in the bottom right to invite your guest. You can either invite them by sending an email to them or by copying a link. And in our case, we dropped that link into Slack. We also sent it via email and uh, Aaron was able to get it right in. So Aaron, I'm gonna let you talk about the guest experience from your ex perspective. Yeah, well, it is interesting. I have not heard of Iris before, but so far I like it. It seems to be done very well. It was not confusing at all. The email was not wordy like some of these emails are, you know, the invite emails. The link was prominent, <laughs> easy to find, and every button that I needed to click to get into the session was very prominent. Everything made sense. There was not extra stuff to distract you. So I liked it. That's really good. Well, as far as I can tell, looking at the video that we're experiencing right now, looking at each other, the video I see of Aaron is a little bit choppy and grainy, but that's common on these sorts of platforms. And that's because the actual video you're going to use is being recorded in the browser. And so they're not taking up a lot of space on your bandwidth uh, by streaming video to each other. They're just giving you a low resolution video so you can at least see each other. So I wouldn't let that deter me if I was doing this. Um, something I notice here on Iris that I think is a cool feature is down at the bottom on the host side, they have a little switch that you can turn on that locks the waiting room. And so what I'm assuming that means is if someone else had the link to your room and they clicked on it, they would just come right into the recording session if you don't have the, the waiting room locked. And so that's a way to keep unwanted visitors out of your recording, which I think is great. Another thing about Iris that I noticed is you can have up to nine participants on a recording which is a pretty cool option. It's like most of the platforms, it's uploading progressively in the background while you're recording and uh, all that. It has typical settings. You can mute, you can turn the camera off, you can stop the recording at any time, you can share your screen. Uh, you even have a little chat function here in Iris that you can use. There's probably more bells and whistles and if you're interested in Iris, go check it out. But uh, all the resources and links will be in the show notes for this episode. Aaron, you got anything else you want to say about it? Nope, that sums it up.
right. The next platform that we are looking at is remotely.fm. Remotely. It is an audio and video recording platform. The audio plan is $15 a month. That includes five hours of recording and $2.99 USD per additional hour. The audio and video plans, $25 a month, includes eight hours of recording and $2.99 per additional hour beyond that. When we recorded on Remotely, it did provide us with separate audio files for each participant in WAV format at 768 kilobytes per second. All right, here's our demo of Remotely. Okay, here we are in Remotely. You made it, Aaron. I did. Yeah, so how was the guest experience coming in? Uh, it was a little complicated. I can't really say what was complicated about it. It had several different screens and prompts, but they weren't... It, they made sense, but not really made sense. They made sense because I knew what they were asking, but I don't think it was intuitive. Yeah, yeah. I think my experience was pretty much the same, even as the host. To me, it was so different from all the other platforms in terms of how it asked you for what it wanted and how it presented it to you, that it just felt a little disorienting. And at more than one place, I had to sit and kind of look at it for a minute to figure out what it's asking me for. Whereas some of the others, it was just very obvious what I needed to do. So one of the weirdest things on the host side was it had this tiny little screen or, or display in the middle of the screen, great big green screen. And this tiny display, it's got a small little prompt asking me to put in my name. And then it says start recording. So I hit the start recording and it did a countdown. But then it gives me a button to join the room or join the interview, I think is what it said. So it was almost like two buttons to do one thing and a countdown before I actually started recording. It was just odd because now that we're in the dashboard, there's a normal recording button like normal and all that kind of stuff. So just very strange uh, in that respect. You got any more? <laughs> I don't. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, besides all that, uh, Aaron's video looks great. He sounds great to me. There is a, a little menu down at the bottom left that's very clean. You can mute your mic. You can mute your video. You can chat. You can actually look at your recorded tracks. There's a little folder icon there, and you can go to your settings and choose. Uh, it says you can't change your settings while you're in a recording, which I understand. But you can definitely look at what you're doing there. So I think once you're into it, it's a pretty simple thing. Uh, we'll see how it is once we stop the session and try to download files. Uh, but, but overall, you know, once you're in the platform, it seems okay. It's just getting into it. So in my view, this would not be the one to use, at least at this iteration, for people who aren't very tech savvy because it just felt confusing to me. And I guess I will have to admit that it also could just be that it wasn't what I was expecting and it wasn't what I was used to. So other people maybe would find it easier than I did. All right, our next platform is Riverside.fm. I have to start out here by saying that I am an affiliate for Riverside. So any links that you see linking to Riverside will be affiliate links, which means I get a little bit of payment if you go to Riverside. But all that said, being totally objective here, I've had my issues with Riverside in the past. I've had other things that they've addressed right away. So uh, as we get into this, you can find it at riverside.fm. They have four different plans. They have a basic plan, which is two hours per month for $750 a month. 
They have a standard plan, which is $15 a month for five hours a month. They have a pro plan that can record 15 hours per month at $24 per month. And then they have an enterprise plan, which you have to book a meeting and go through a sales call to set that up. Now, having said all that, Riverside is high-quality audio and high-quality video. There are all kinds of bells and whistles, like streaming on some of the plans, including transcriptions on some of the plans, uh, can accept live call-ins on some of the plans, that sort of thing. So this is all Riverside. When we downloaded our files from Riverside, we were provided with two audio files that were WAV files at six, 768 kilobytes per second, and we got the video files as well. So let's dive in to our demo of Riverside. Okay, here we are in Riverside. Aaron, tell me what it was like as a guest coming into the platform. It was a little easier than the others um, because the others would take you through a couple different screens to make sure your mic was good and your, your uh, headphones were good, but this was all on one screen. It was very easy to figure out. It was all there sequentially and it worked pretty well. Yeah, I agree. The host side is pretty simple. You come into a main dashboard and then uh, you have the opportunity to set up a recording studio. It's just like a room. And you can set up individual rooms for as many recordings as you want, but you can also set up one room that has the same invite link all the time. So you can like put that in scheduling devices and, and automated emails that go out to podcast guests so that they always come into the same room and you're always able to get your recording right there. So um, looking at it, it seems to be a lot less glitchy just visually speaking. I know that that's not necessarily the fault of the platform. It's often a connection issue. I also can see that it's got an indicator saying that it's uploading our recordings right now while we're talking, and it's showing 95% upload uh, rate right now. So it's it's working pretty quickly behind the scenes. There are also functions here for the normal things, your microphone, your camera, your speaker. You can share your screen. It shows that there is a, a beta feature of marking a clip. I noticed also over here, I'm going to go in, uh, and and give you an example here. They have a media section where there are files you can use in your recording, stuff like this. Yeah, so they've got a handful of things preloaded in there. Looks like uh, you also can add your own stuff. So if you wanted to try and avoid an actual podcast production process and felt like you're pretty good at speaking and don't need a lot of editing on your own vocals and your guest vocals, you could actually put in your intro, your outro, things like that speak over them. It does have a volume slider, so you can turn it up or down. Um, so it's almost like doing a mixer board here with this kind of stuff. Let's let's try another one here. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, I just paused that. As I was trying, as I was playing it, I was trying to turn the slider down, and it would not turn down. So I don't know hmm. what that's about. Let me try something else and see if I can get it to work. <laughs> nope, cannot get that volume to work. So you might have to set that beforehand and see if you can see if you can adjust it. Yeah, see, I can adjust it before I play a clip. Oh, now it's letting me. Okay. So there was some kind of a glitch there for a moment. What I had to do was click out of the media board into the studio, which is what we're in normally, and then go back to the media board. And it allowed me to use the slider after that. So let me, let me play something that's gonna be kind of long and we'll see if I can do the volume up and down. 
Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then I just pause it, but that's kind of a cool feature. What do you think of that, Aaron? Yeah, that's really neat. It kind of get, makes me want to play around with it, you know, try to put an episode together like that. Yeah, it would be fun. I mean, if you're a podcaster who is pretty well-spoken, you don't say a lot of filler words, and you have guests who are kind of the same, you could have a lot of fun with this. Uh, put in your own little sound effects and things like that, as well as intro and outro and that sort of thing. Does away with companies like ours, in a sense, if you don't uh, need an editor, but you know that's, that's par for the course. So uh, any other thoughts about Riverside? No, I like it. I like it too. Riverside is one of my favorites thus far in my experience. Yeah, and, and on the editing side of it, the audio that we get from clients who use Riverside is much, much better than pretty much any other platform. Wow, well, that's interesting to hear. You're actually doing that a lot more than I am, so uh, that's great to know. Okay, the next platform up to bat is Squadcast. You can find it at squadcast.fm. I will make full disclosure here as well that we are an affiliate with Squadcast. Now, Squadcast pricing has audio-only versions and audio-plus video versions. It does both. So the audio versions, there are four plans. I'm not going to go through all of them. You can look at squadcast.fm to get all of those. And then the audio-plus video has three different pricing plans with different uh, variables on each of those. When we downloaded our files from Squadcast, we were able to get wave sounds for the audio at 768 kilobytes per second, and we also were able to get the video. All right, let's go into the demo on Squadcast. All right, everybody, here we are in Squadcast. And this was very similar to everything else. They're really starting to standardize these things. Uh, not officially, but you know they're learning what works, and that's really nice. Um, getting in as a guest was very easy, very simple. Um, there was a drop-down in the entry screen where I would then find my mic and my headset and stuff, and I didn't see that at first. I think that might be something they could do better at. But other than that, everything is good. Sounds great. Looks great. I like it. Now, most of these recording platforms have a countdown after you hit the record button, six, five, four, three, two, something like that. Squadcast did not have that on the host side, which I thought was kind of interesting. I notice also on the host side, you have your standard controls, a chat, an invite button, share screen, hide your camera, mute your mic, all those typical things. But Squadcast to me seems a lot simpler. They don't have lots of extra buttons and things. Um, there's a little gear down in the corner of your video that you can click on and, and check your settings. Uh, I can see that for my guest as well as for myself. Uh, you can even hide each other's video or the, the incoming video, that sort of thing. So Squadcast has uh, been around for a while. Good platform. <music> The next platform we're featuring is Welder. Now, Welder is primarily a live streaming platform, but I know a lot of people who use it for podcasting, so I thought we would include it. They do have a free version that has a whole lot of cool stuff, including video. They have an everything plan at $20 a month, um, and then a yearly plan that gives you a bonus discount of sorts, and then a business plan. Now, when we downloaded our file from Welder, it is an all-in-one MP4 file. That's video, it will have the video and the audio, but it's just one file. So for those of you who don't know the significance of that, it means we can't edit the voices separately. 
we have to edit them all combined in one track. All right, let's go on to our demo of Welder. All right, we're in Welder, which is one of the newer platforms to me anyway. It's apparent right away when you come into Welder, they have a lot of different things in mind than just podcasting. They are using it for streaming. I noticed you can set up places like LinkedIn, Twitch, places like that so that you can use Welder as your recording studio, but it goes live to those places. I'm assuming YouTube was on there, maybe even Twitter because they have a live thing now. We had a little bit of a glitch when we started the recording. We were not in one of the views that's called dominant speaker view that is just an option you can use for how it displays on the screen for, for people who are viewing. And because we were not in that view, it didn't allow the recording to start. But when I switched back to that view, it started right away. So anyway, uh, that's all just kind of dashboard platform specific issues. Aaron, what was it like as a guest coming into Welder? Uh, the coming in was very simple. It was much more simple than any of the other things we've looked at today. But it was simple because it did not prompt me to set up my mic or my headphones. That was something I had to do once I was in the room and I had to find the settings cog and do it. It's not hard to do, but there were no prompts. So it's not as good for someone who knows nothing about tech. Okay, so if you're a host and you're gonna use Welder, you would need to be very familiar with the platform so you can walk your guests through how to find their settings and that sort of thing, which can be problematic because if it's set up in such a way that they can't hear you because they have the wrong headphones selected, you're gonna have a hard time doing that. In Welder here, let's see, I see the invite button. I see a sh you can share your screen. You can mute your video, mute your audio. You also can change the way your screen looks. You also can screen share uh, with participants in different modes. And I assume you have to turn on screen share before you can do that, which I don't think I've got that set up right now, screen share, because those are all grayed out. But anyway, it's my understanding Welder also uploads high def video and high def audio in each browser. So that's pretty much becoming the standard for these kinds of platforms. And uh, the downloading on all these platforms isn't quite the same how you get to it, but it's usually something you can figure out as a host. And, and once you've done it, you'll know where it is. So Aaron, do you have any other thoughts about Welder? I will say that the audio is not quite as good as Riverside. It's not hollow, but it, it almost it just doesn't have the body that Riverside does, at least okay. on my end. And that could be connection. That could be headphones. Could be a number of things. Yeah. And let's also keep in mind that these platforms are recording browser specific. And so Aaron's recording in his browser. I'm recording in my browser and they may stream a less quality audio, which is what we would hear mm -hmm. just to save bandwidth and make their upload faster. You just never know. So, um, one thing about welder that i do notice is there's no indication right now that anything is uploading behind the scenes there were a few of the platforms that had a progressive upload thing you could see happening but i don't see any indication of that it, it probably is doing that but just can't tell right now so we're going to end the recording Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. Zencaster's been around for quite a while. It had a little period of time there where it had glitches in the audio syncing. That was a couple of years ago. A lot of things have changed since then. It is vastly improved. It now has video as well and even other things. So Zencaster has two plans. That's it. 
has a free plan, which hosts up to four guests, uh, 1080p video recordings, recording in high-quality MP3. Uh, you can do some audio and video mixing if you want to pay a little extra for that. That's the free plan. There's also a $20 a month plan. You can host up to four guests. Um, you can have unlimited audio recordings, 1080p video, high-quality MP3s. You can even get WAV files, that sort of stuff. That's all on Zencaster. Now, what we downloaded from Zencaster in terms of the audio was that MP3 format file that it describes at 128 kilobytes per second. We also were able to download QuickTime Movie for the video version. All right, it's time for us to do our demo of Zencaster. Okay, here we are on Zencaster. Zencaster's been around for quite a long time, and they had some hiccups a few years back with various tech issues, but it seems to be much better. Aaron, what did you think? Yeah, I would compare it to the ease of both Zoom and Iris. Yeah. You think, which is easier, Zoom or Zencaster? Um, Zencaster might actually be easier. Yeah, now Zencaster also is going to be recording high-def audio and high-def video. So, uh, Aaron, talk to me about the layout and the experience from a guest side. Well, the experience getting on was very easy, easy to do, buttons were easy to see, everything made sense, was labeled very well. The experience is pretty much the same in the user interface. It's very clean. I can see Carrie, I can see me. I have settings to change my mic, uh, mute myself, turn the screen off, those sorts of things. It's, uh, it's very much like the other ones we've just tested. Yeah, I agree. Zencaster has come a long way in the last few years. And they've added high-def video just in the last six months, I think, from the time of this recording. And I'm sure the other platforms probably do this, but it's a little more obvious that it's happening on Zencaster. And that is it's doing a kind of a tech check as you come on. You may not even notice it, but down in the bottom, it'll say that it's checking your mic, it's checking your audio to make sure everything's connected well. So it's pretty cool. Part of the situation with Zencaster as well is I can do a little drop down as a host on both my track and Aaron's track, and I can see if his health check passed. I can see what mic he's using. I can see if everything's working down there, which really is a pretty cool feature for a host. Might mention as well that Zencaster also has a chat built in, so you can chat while you're talking. Any other thoughts, Aaron? No. Well, I mean, the option for you to see the health check of the guest is very, very cool. It's, it's nice. It even shows uh, where they're storing the files, if that is something that they've allowed you to see. And, uh, you know, it shows you the speeds of their connection as well. So you can easily troubleshoot issues. So I like that. Yeah. I am also noticing that um, Zencaster has a little thing here called footnotes. And if you uh, type something in there, it will timestamp the little note that you just did. That's pretty cool. I'm sure that's a file that you can download along with your audio and video so that you then have some editing notes perhaps is what that's for. So that's pretty cool. Okay, and we come to Zoom. Zoom is the good old standby that most people are very familiar with. And it is not the best audio, but it is a good option if it's something you're familiar with and that you feel comfortable using. Zoom has a free personal meeting account, basic account, hosts up to 100 participants, unlimited group meetings for up to 40 minutes, and then unlimited one-on-one -on -one meetings up to 30 hours. 
time limit per meeting. Um, and there's also private group chat and stuff like that involved. Um, that is about it on Zoom. There's obviously higher pricing levels for pro and business and enterprise, but they're uh, more expensive, that sort of thing. So we are going to get into our demo on Zoom. Okay, last and maybe least, I don't know, is Zoom. We know that a lot of people use Zoom just because they're familiar with it. And especially during the COVID shutdown, everybody kind of learned how to use Zoom because they had to in many respects. But a lot of podcasters do use it for audio recording. So we thought we would throw it in here. In case you're not familiar with Zoom, Zoom is an app where you have to sign up for an account online and then you have to download software to your computer. So right there for me is a tech challenge that non-tech people may be challenged by. And therefore, it's not the best option in my view. But Aaron and I are here on the call. Aaron, how was the process of coming on as a guest? Uh, the process was fairly simple. Um, I did have a little bit of issues with my headphones this time around. It didn't prompt me to uh, set everything up. So I had to go into the settings and do that, which um, unlike some of the other platforms, it doesn't actually have a settings cog. Uh, and it mm -hmm. doesn't actually have a a, a uh, noticeably easy to find setting for it. So it's underneath the setting at the bottom. There's a little uh, icon of a mic. There's a little arrow next to that. You open that and you can find settings for your headphones. Yeah, and we are doing audio and video. One of the things about Zoom that's a little different than many of the other platforms is Zoom is recording what is going across the internet. So the sound that you hear warbles and all, glitches and all, that's what you're recording. So one of the reasons I don't prefer Zoom is because I'd rather have a, a cleaner audio that's being recorded on both sides. Zoom also is doing a compressed form of audio, even at the highest settings, because it's more majored on the video portion and wants to make sure there's clear video and the audio is kind of a secondary thing for Zoom. Zoom also is not built for media recording. It's built for video conferencing. And so the audio really doesn't have to be high quality stuff, uh, but the video really does. So that's what we got to say about Zoom. If you are using Zoom consistently and you feel comfortable with it, I guess that's a good thing for you to continue with. But we always recommend to our clients that you go to a different platform because Zoom is not optimized for audio. Aaron, you've had a lot of experience with Zoom from the editorial side or editing side. What's been your experience with Zoom compared to the other platforms? Uh, yeah, you can tell a Zoom file just by listening to it because of those warbles and those glitches um, from it recording what's going over the internet. And as an audio editor, it is just, it's not the best to work with. I enjoy giving clients a good product and I can't always, can't always do that with Zoom. Zoom also uploads your files to the Zoom platform and you will get a email when it's all finished telling you, here's your files. You can go on and I believe you can download the individual tracks for yourself and for your guest, and then a combined track as well. You can also download the video, um, but it all happens on your Zoom account online and you have to go there to get it. Whereas the other platforms, almost the minute you're done recording, you can just download them because they're progressively uploading as you record. So I guess that's all we got to say about Zoom. Hello. Okay, that is the 11 top distance recording platforms that we could find. There are other platforms out there for sure. We may have missed some. Some of these are brand new. Some we had to scrounge up. And there were a few that we tried that just simply didn't work very well. And we didn't feel good even demoing them. 
Now, we did try Ringer, and we had some issues. I'm going to play our audio for that portion right here. Uh, we were going to do Ringer, but I just got so frustrated trying to figure Ringer out. I have a trial account, but when you go in, in order to do a recording on your trial account, you have to choose a plan and enter credit card info. And it says, don't worry, we're not going to charge you until after your seven-day trial. Well, I, I don't even want to give my credit card info, you know, yeah. if I'm doing a trial. Well, and, yeah, you may forget to cancel. Yeah, exactly. So there were four or five of these platforms that were a trial in the same way, but they didn't ask for your credit card at all. And so that's why we were able to record them. But Ringer, you know, that, that just lost me. I'm not going to give my credit card if I'm just trying something out. So. Anyway, uh, I think that's it, Aaron. This has been a long day. It has, but it's good. Yeah, and we've got a lot of screenshots we've taken of the various platforms that will be included probably on a blog post on the website. The show notes will not have them in it, but we'll do individual blog posts on each of the platforms and make sure that those screenshots are there. So that is it for this episode of Podcastification. Go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Bye.